Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is November 17th, 2022, and our first story. Republicans have announced a formal investigation of the Biden crime family, saying they're even implicated in human trafficking. This one's going to get spicy. Nancy Pelosi has resigned, saying she will not seek leadership, but is remaining in Congress for the time being. In our next segment, FTX founder Sam Bankman Fried's family deeply connected to Democrat power players. And in our last segment, San Francisco launches free money for trans people. All right, that one's interesting. If you like this show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends because word of mouth is the way that podcasts succeed. Now, let's get into that first story. No red wave, they say. Donald Trump dragged the party, they say. Sure, five million more votes in the popular count says otherwise. Nancy Pelosi announcing she will not seek to be the leader of the party anymore. She will be stepping down. Republicans launching a formal investigation into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And all of that begs to differ. By all means, Democrats, Scream and cheer and claim you won. You staved off a red wave, but you didn't. All that needed to happen was Republicans win the House. We can put an end to the sham January 6th hearings, committee, garbage, whatever, and actually start looking into the corruption that is the Biden crime family. Okay, I love how Biden crime family is trending on Twitter. So I'll just say pose law. I don't literally think the Biden family is like a an astute criminal organization. I think Joe Biden himself is just corrupt and does illicit business dealings with his son. So not really the family, but it's easier to say Biden crime family than it is to type into a thumbnail. Joe and Hunter Biden longer, longer, more use of uh, uh, not, not, not as many characters in that space. But this is the big news. All of these things are huge. Republicans have formally taken the House. Nancy Pelosi has announced she will not be moving forward with an attempt to lead the Democratic Party. And we are getting a formal investigation into Joe Biden's corruption. It's amazing. Bank accounts were commingled. Joe Biden lied to the American people about his involvement with his son's business dealings. Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma. Quid pro quo Joe Biden saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. He had no legal authority to do that, but they lied. They claimed he did. I will not forget the individuals who supported impeaching Donald Trump because he uncovered the corruption. 
And let's give an honorable mention to our good friend, Sam Harris, who exposed what Trump derangement syndrome really means when being interviewed by the Trigonometry podcast. He said there is nothing in Hunter Biden's laptop that is worse than Trump University. You kidding me? These people, they are deeply unhinged, deeply deranged. So I do not care for their opinions. Donald Trump is no saint. Trump University, fine. Call out the bad things of this guy. I ain't here to defend him for that. But if you think that Joe Biden as vice president engaging in a quid pro quo with Ukraine to protect his son's illicit business dealing is not bad and you don't care about it because Donald Trump set up a fake university or something, you're insane. Now, that being said, my warning to the Republicans the American people don't care about this. Not for the most part. I do. Politicos do. Conservatives, Republicans, and many libertarians do. I want to make sure that as Republicans are moving forward with this, they keep on message for the American people. We will bring more jobs. We will secure our border. We will work to get gas prices down. We will pass effective budgets. That's what matters most. Now, for the rest of us, I don't want them to campaign full swing on this stuff. I don't want Republicans to dedicate all of their time to screaming about this stuff. I do want to see the job get done, however. So I certainly hope the Republicans understand what this means and what they need to be doing. They need to get to the bottom of the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden criminal fiasco. They need to expose the lies and the attacks that were placed against Donald Trump, the manipulations, and they need to make sure they're actually leading this country. They're actually going to do what they can. But I'll be real. Not a whole lot they can do. They can affect budgets. That's about it. They have the House. They're not going to get things passed in the Senate. It doesn't even matter if Walker wins in Georgia at this point, unless there's some legal challenges in some states and maybe something changes. I really doubt it. They're not going to get past a veto. What they can do is control the budget. So that should be interesting to see nonetheless. But I hope they do it right. Let's get back to the story at hand. From the Daily Mail, Biden was chairman of the board. Republicans claim president is compromised by Hunter's foreign deals involving 50 countries, insist bank accounts were commingled, and White House spent $250,000 to deflect damaging stories. Here we go. I want to issue this reminder as we read this story. To every conservative who complained and said Trump dragged us down and we should have done better and we're oh harumph, I say. To every Democrat who laughed and said, red wave, more like a red trickle, am I right? I don't care about your opinions. I'm sitting back and watching Republicans outright state they are launching an investigation into Joe Biden. Next thing I want to see is impeachment. You want to play games? Games will be played. Republicans are claiming that President Joe Biden was involved in his son Hunter's controversial foreign business deals which allegedly spans 50 countries, lawmakers said in a press conference Thursday. It's a bold thing to write Daily Mail that Republicans are claiming it when you yourself have written the same story over and over again. Here's another story from the Daily Mail. Emails reveal share shared bank accounts paying each other's bills. How oh, very interesting. Here's one. See, I can denial. Hunter's email reveals big guy Joe Biden was to get 10% stake in Chinese oil deal. Dined with Hunter's shady business partners when he was VP. So uh, let me just stress once more for you, Daily Mail. When you say Republicans are claiming, I understand what you what you mean to to, uh, to say. But how about you just start with 
Republicans have claimed, based on confirmed reports from the Daily Mail, that Joe Biden was involved in illicit business dealings. They say it comes one day after the GOP clinched 218 seats in the House of Representatives, cementing their majority and investigative powers in the next Congress. The president has long denied involvement in and knowledge of his son's foreign business dealings, some of which are being investigated by federal authorities. But Reps J- Rep James Comer accused Biden of being chairman of the board of his family's business dealings and even claimed the White House spent more than $250,000 to deflect negative stories about Hunter. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, he said. I think we've laid out the evidence as to why we feel it's important and we're going to move forward with that. Ah, yes, 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 of course. From the Washington Free Beacon. It's an investigation into what, you know what, let me play the audio for you. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We're also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. Okay, a little quiet. I hate when they don't normalize audios. Free Beacon guys, hey, use the audio normalization. Here's one from Betty Johnson. As such, this investigation will be a top priority. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. Wait, wait, wait. I got to play that again. Let's play that again. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking. Implicated in human trafficking. Boy, I want to make sure everybody heard that one loud and clear. This is going to be interesting. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online. 
up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know, they, they, they levied a whole bunch of nonsense against Donald Trump. There were things that Donald Trump did that I thought were bad. There was a scandal where apparently Trump uh, properties were being advertised on a government website that got pulled down. Trump tried to have the G7 at one of his properties. Everybody said, don't do that. He said, fine, I won't. I'm sure, you know, look, there, there, there are other questions, but uh, with Joe Biden, this is something that's been going on for a very, very long time. And this would not be a Tim Katz segment if I did not bring receipts with me. So while this story is beginning, allow me to walk you through just how bad things get. From the Daily Mail, October 12th, 2021, Joe Biden could become embroiled in the FBI's probe into Hunter's finances, experts say. Emails reveal they shared bank accounts, paid each other's bills, and the president may have even funded his son's 2018 drug and prostitution binge. Shared bank accounts. That's a bold one. I don't even know how you do that. You know, I've talked with uh, uh, my accountant and uh, we, we try to make sure that when we're operating our business, everything is done on the level and uh, we go above and beyond to make sure it is. Meaning we make sure we're paying all the taxes. Even if we go a little bit over, no problem. We'll get a refund at the end of the year. How about that? We make sure we keep all the accounts separate because we want our accounting to be clean and easily viewable. How could Joe Biden and Hunter share a bank account? They've commingled their finances. Yeah. How do you track that? That's insane. I mean, if they're, if they're getting audited, it looks like tax evasion. It looks like they're transferring money to each other. How do you, how do you, I don't even know how you get past that. If, if you start pooling all the money in the same place, sure, I guess you can make some argument, but that right away, I was like, what? How could they possibly be doing that? Something does not make sense. Oh, and here we go. From the New York Post, July 27th, 2022. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden, quote, the big guy in panicked message after Post's laptop story. Uh-oh. Joe Biden's nickname was the big, big guy? Well, that's a crazy thing to call him, but hey, call him whatever you want. Why would that matter? Well, in this report from the Daily Mail, Hunter's emails reveal the big guy Joe Biden was to get a 10% stake in Chinese oil deal dined with Hunter's shady business partners when he was VP, shared a bank account with his son and flew associate to Mexico on Air Force Two. Let me just scroll down to the uh, the old email we have right here. And here's what it says. At the moment, there is a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. 20H, 20RW, 20JG, 20TB, 20Jim, 10, I'm sorry, 10Jim, 10, held for H for the big guy. Held by H. Gee, I wonder who H is. Hunter? Then who would the big guy be? Joe Biden himself. Absolutely amazing. Now, to be fair, this is 2017. Okay? From Tony Bobulinski, who claimed he was the big guy and that he was uh, in charge of the operation. 2017. May 16th. Yeah. 
Joe Biden was not in office. But this shows that Joe Biden was involved with his son's business dealings. He then later lied about it. So here we go. Biden approves an additional $1.1 billion in security assistance for Ukraine. September 28th, 2022. Many of you may be saying, Tim, look, look, what does this have to do with his current presidency? And allow me to explain. When Joe Biden was president, he engaged in a quid pro quo with Ukraine, calling up the president. I believe it was Poroshenko at the time. And he said, I want the prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, fired. And they said, you don't have the authority. You can't. He says, if you don't do it, you don't get the billion dollars. He's on camera having said this. It's not disputed. The fact checkers simply come out and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was in line with U.S. foreign policy. He was allowed to do it. No, he's not. They can say it all they want. The vice president doesn't have the authority to pressure a foreign country to fire a prosecutor in exchange for congressionally approved aid. The executive branch can't do that. That's the argument they made about Donald Trump, that Trump could not threaten to withhold aid unless there was an investigation. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Here's what I think happened. First, I'm not saying that Joe Biden did that to benefit his son. I don't know. I'm saying it did benefit his son. That's all that matters. A conflict of interest benefiting the Biden family. Burisma was an energy company where Hunter Biden was on the board of directors. Victor Shokin had at least a dozen open investigations into Burisma. When he was fired, those investigations went bye bye. Now, I can't prove the intent of Joe Biden. I don't know what was going through his mind, but certainly it was a conflict of interest that benefited his family, thus warranting a very serious investigation. Did he do this with a criminal mindset? That's what matters. Now, they can come out all day and night and say Joe Biden did not get the prosecutor fired to protect his son. Sure, I'm not alleging that. So carry on, good sir. I'm arguing that it did benefit his son, depending on uh, regardless of whether or not Biden was trying to do it. And thus, there's probable cause for a very serious criminal investigation. But perhaps, my friends, perhaps you simply say, I don't know if this matters. You know, after all that goes down, Joe Biden becomes president and begins funneling billions to Ukraine. So now we've got a very serious conflict of interest. The Ukrainian government inadvertently or advertently protected his son, And now Joe Biden is funneling billions to Ukraine. Okay, that says to me, we need an investigation to see if Joe Biden is engaged in a quid pro quo. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Here we go. Now, it's been several years. Don't get me wrong. But I do not trust a president who is giving billions or a billion plus to a government that previously benefited his family. Even if Joe Biden did not intend to engage in a quid pro quo to benefit his son, Certainly, he must have realized later on that there was an investigation into his son and he benefited from that. Maybe he didn't intend to. Fine. But now he's giving a billion dollars to Ukraine. He's approving this stuff. He should be recused from this. He shouldn't be allowed to oversee this. Funny how that works. And I know he knows. Now, the Republicans want to go after the bank accounts. We'll see what happens. Where do we end up? Politico. Investigating the investigators, Dem strategists to launch counterpunch to House GOP. Spare me. It's a big waste of time. Let me tell you what this is all about. Let me tell you where this is going. First of all, the Democrats aren't going to have the power, so 
I'm not interested in hearing it. From Politico magazine, 2019, Biden Inc. These disgusting, corrupt scumbags should not be allowed in government. Politico reported over his decades in office, middle class Joe's family fortunes have closely tracked his political career. That's strange. In the late summer of 2006, Joe Biden's son Hunter and Joe's younger brother James purchased the firm Paradigm Global Advisors. On their first day on the job, they showed up with Joe's other son, Beau, and two large men and ordered the hedge fund's chief of compliance to fire its president, according to Paradigm executive, to a Paradigm executive who was present. After the firing, the two large men escorted the funds present out of the firm's midtown Manhattan office, and James Biden laid out his vision for the fund's future. Don't worry about investors, he said. We've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. And there it is. It's exactly what the crime family was doing. They knew that they were going to have a powerful, prominent political figure. They had one. Now, it's 2006. Joe Biden is not the VP yet. But boy, those investors probably very happy that their investment paid off. A direct line to the now vice president. Wonderful. Let's scroll down and take a look at the beautiful little old images they have here. They have this great little chart in this uh, in this article talking about the Biden crime family. Biden Inc., as it's called. Let me let me see if they I'm pretty sure they have a timeline in here. Maybe maybe it's not in this one. Maybe it's in a different uh, a different article. There's uh, or did I pass it up? Hmm. Uh, that they, they, they oh, I'm sorry. It must be in the video. Uh, there's a timeline showing Joe Biden's uh, career trajectory and ultimately what ends up happening. And uh, yeah, you get the point. Politico wrote the whole thing up as time goes on, as time goes on. Let me uh, let me see if they have the the Iraq information in here. Oh, here we go. In June 11th, the firm landed contracts worth an estimated one point five billion to build homes in Iraq. At the time, Hillstone had little home building experience. Weird. Joe Biden was leading the administration's Iraq policy. Huh. What a coincidence. The firm denied the vice president's position helped it land the deal, which came through the track development group, a South Korean firm that had been awarded a contract by the Iraqi government to build 500,000 homes in Iraq. Come on. You expect me to play these games? I am playing these games. No, no corrupt firm is going to walk into Joe Biden's office and sign a deal. No, it's going to be a third party for plausible deniability. But this is here in front of our faces, as reported by Politico magazine. Politico, the bastions of good, effective news, right? 100 out of 100 says NewsGuard. So don't come to me and claim it's a lie. The Democratic establishment, don't get me wrong, the Republican establishment too. They're deeply disturbing figures. But the Biden crime family, they're something special. I love saying that Biden crime family. The The only qualm I have with it is that it makes it sound Joe a bit more effective than he really is. But they're doing this. We know they're doing this. We've known they're doing this. And it's about time something was looked into. Now, I get it. The laptop's being investigated. Journalists are on top of it. What remains of journalism? Politico, hey, to their credit, they did this report. Joe Biden's a crooked guy. Hunter's a crooked guy. His brother, they're crooked as they come. And they're in federal government and they have power. And what do you do to stop it? Well, right now, the victory of the Republicans in the House is paving that path forward. 
But none of it will matter if Republicans don't figure out how ballot harvesting works. Good luck. Ah, what's this? More news. I want to give credit to Donald Trump and the red wave. Oh, boy. They said there wasn't one. They lied. The New York Times says, though Democrats held off a red wave, there was still a red ripple in their districts. Most 2022 Republican House candidates outperformed Donald Trump's 2020 election results. Fascinating. So what's going on? Here we can see a major red shift across the board, seemingly in every district. In New York, every county shifted uh, Republican. But they said Donald Trump dragged the party. How could that be? He didn't. They're lying. 52.2 million votes for the Republicans, 47.2 for the Democrats. Republicans won the popular vote. But Republicans moved around. Democrats were able to do uh, better than expected due to mail-in voting. Turnout for Democrats was abysmal. So what does this mean? In 2020, Republicans did better than expected. In 2022, when looking at the numbers, if you remove the Democrats numbers, make it purely about Republicans, Republicans did better than they did even in 2022. The reason it was a hard fought battle is because, well, let's be real, mail-in voting. But Republicans have improved. Donald Trump endorsed hundreds. The overwhelming majority won. They're trying to smear Trump because they desperately want to stop him, invoking the 14th Amendment and all that jazz. But the reality is Trump pulled it off. Nancy Pelosi, 82, steps down as leader of the Democrats after 19 years. Congresswoman who was elected in 1987 says a new generation is needed, pays tribute to husband Paul after attack and snubs Trump in, in House speech. Pelosi's been fired. Donald Trump has his revenge. I don't know what more you, you could expect, what more you could want. I will stress this point. Milo Yiannopoulos came on Tim Cast IRL and he said the reason Trump supporters are mad is because they wanted revenge. They got it. They won. And I said, oh, you wanted a, you wanted a red wave, a, a major rebuke of the Democrats with 250 uh, seats in the House. Sorry, you'll have to settle for victory and your revenge. What more could anybody want? But we needed the Senate. Sure, would have been better. Rand Paul would have a better job going after Dr. Fauci. The House will have to do it. I'm not entirely confident that a lot's going to get done. McCarthy says no impeachment, whatever. McConnell's not going to do anything. They're not going to focus on culture. Let's see if they figure out how ballot harvesting works. But already they're launching investigations. I'll take it, man. If all we get out of this was the end of the January 6th committee garbage prime time and we get at least a statement that the Bidens are crooked people, victory. But let me tell you something. You want revenge? Nancy Pelosi, who stood behind Donald Trump and ripped up his speech, you fired. And that's Donald Trump. So you did it. Congratulations. You want more? Win. Figure out the ballot harvesting. Figure out how Scott Pressler is registering new Republicans to vote. And it's only because of those efforts that this is possible today. Next, you're going to need major ballot harvesting initiatives. Now, for the Republican controlled states, you can simply get rid of universal mail-in voting. Look at Pennsylvania. Ballot harvesting, Fetterman wins. Bye-bye, Pelosi. I don't care. She's awful and good riddance. So the Republicans are getting their revenge.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Movements are being made. Speaker Pelosi mentioned, during her time as speaker, she had worked with three presidents, Bush, Obama, and Biden. She notably left out Trump, aw, with whom she had an antagonistic relationship. She received a standing ovation from Democrats when she entered the House. Pelosi arrived, giving no indication of her decision. Oh, everybody knew. It's amazing to watch. I'm excited for it. The end of an era. Well, to be fair, Pelosi is 82, so she had to retire. I can't believe she still ran. I can't believe people in her district still vote Democrat with feces all over the ground. But hey, go for it, I guess. They're in talk that Congress, uh, there had been talk Pelosi would Congress, would uh, Congress in a sort of emeritus role that would give her an advisor status, both the Democrats and to Joe Biden, but would step down from formal leadership, allowing a younger generation of lawmakers to take charge. Please. It's just going to be more cult weirdos. After she spoke, she was swarmed by Democrats on the House floor who gave her hugs and kisses. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer was among those congratulating Pelosi. The Democratic side of the House was filled to the brim with lawmakers and staff. The Republican side was notably empty, with less than a dozen seats filled. The GOP's number two leader, Steve Scalise, was there and gave her a standing ovation. There was no sight of the Republicans' top leader, Kevin McCarthy. In her remarks, Pelosi thanked her family and particularly mentioned her husband, who was recovering in San Francisco. For my dear husband, Paul, who has been my beloved partner in my life and a pillar of my support, we're all grateful we're grateful for all the prayers that well-wishers uh, uh, from well-wishers as he continues his recovery. You know, interestingly, a local news affiliate in, in, uh, in the Bay Area says that that report, the report that was retracted sort of by Today Show, actually true. Paul Pelosi answered the door calmly, informed the police that everything was OK and calmly walked back to this man who apparently then struck him with a hammer. Why? Why wouldn't he try to escape if this man broke into his home? Something doesn't make sense at all. And the guy who's accused of doing it, he's pleaded not guilty. These people are liars. The whole story's a lie. Nancy Pelosi just lies and spits in people's faces. That's what they do. Democrats rely on ignorant voters, which is why they want 16-year-olds to vote. Which is why they want you to believe this story. Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? So saith David DePap. I don't buy it. I think they're lying. AOC fabricated her story outright. This story about Nancy Pelosi's husband, probably also BS. Where's the body camera footage? Where's the security camera footage? This is what we have to contend with. Are the Republicans actually going to do anything meaningful? So far, we got a statement. Accusations. Okay. Are we going to see an impeachment? Will McCarthy even allow it? Probably not. But we'll see. I think the Republicans should have played a game of chicken. 31 House Freedom Caucus members, I'm hearing, well, 31 members, including House Freedom Caucus, 
have uh, rejected McCarthy's leadership. I'm glad to see it. Now let's see them hold out for some leverage. I'm not expecting them to win everything, but they're definitely going to force the Republicans to play to, to play ball. My attitude on this, if it were me, you know, even Marjorie Taylor Greene supported Kevin McCarthy. Perhaps she was promised she'll be on committees and be able to actually affect some change if she supports him. And so I get it. I do. If it were me, I'd, I don't know. I'd be like, at a time like this, if it were me in Congress, 218, you can't afford to lose my vote. You better play ball. Oh, you're not coming to me and saying anything. You can do whatever you want. I'm here. And that vote's meaningful. So what are we going to get done? We will see. I trust Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't think she's a shill for the establishment. I think she may be a bit of a zany personality in some respects. She certainly said some wacky things. Yeah. But you know what? She's genuine. And I think she's willing to have a conversation and she's trying to do right by people. I've had her on the show a couple times. And I can tell that she doesn't want to be uh, do wrong by people. She wants to do right by people. Now, if she's supporting McCarthy, that gives me pause. I don't like it. But I want to see what Marjorie Taylor Greene can pull off because I think she can do something. She wants to. I don't think she's in this for power. She was already wealthy. We'll see. I like people like Thomas Massey. So I'm interested to see what gets done in the House when you have some You've got some libertarian minded individuals who believe in the Constitution in this country. The Republican Party is not the same as the Democrats. They're not perfect. The leadership is garbage. But if we can get something done, I will be happy. For the time being, here's what I can say to all of you. Hey, man, this is good enough. Pelosi's gone. Bravo, Donald Trump. We'll see. It's all I can really say is we will see. One thing we know for sure, the Democrats no more of this stupid investigation, no more of this garbage and publishing phone records and whatever nonsense. I'll take it. We need to demand more and make sure they actually do their jobs. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all next time. Oh, there's so much we don't know about what was going on behind the scenes with FTX, but you got to love this story from Fox News. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried's family boasts deep ties to Democrat power players. That's the narrative right now, I guess, that uh, Bankman-Fried was donating large sums of money to Democrats, his family was, and he was effectively buying his immunity. Because uh, we know what happens when you are standing behind powerful Democrats. How about this? Sonny Hostin on The View claimed she committed voter fraud literally and outright. Again, I'm not saying she did commit voter fraud. I'm saying she claimed she did. She said she voted for her son. Her son was not in New York, as it's been reported. So uh, who signed the documents? Who filled it out? Hmm. Sounds like she did something she should not have done. But is there going to be an investigation? Of course there won't. Now, the thing about Sam Bankman Freed and his family's ties to Democrats is that uh, when you lose $11 billion of U.S. citizen money, you can't really hide that one. It's kind of amazing. And it makes me wonder, maybe what really needs to happen with all of this stuff, political, cultural, y'all need to just, you know, say it, protest. I was talking about this the other night. Uh, it's a point I've brought up quite a bit. 
There's the old story about uh, Robert Spencer being banned on Patreon and the CEO being like, if I, you know, MasterCard wanted him removed. And if I didn't remove him, then I, I would like the whole platform would get shut down and we did tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of users would be effective. And I'm just like, are you, is that a joke? Make the play, play chicken with MasterCard. Be like, okay, guys, I get it. MasterCard's very big. Let's see what happens when hundreds of thousands of people have their transactions canceled. And some of the most influential people in the world, which use Patreon, these big podcasts, all of a sudden have no money. Let's see who looks like the bad guy. But that's what I see here. We see stories like this. Uh, I'll give you another story. Carrie Lake in Arizona. 1.3 million people vote for Carrie Lake. I don't see 1.3 million people out marching in the streets protesting. In Brazil, I do. And that's the issue, man. Democrats know y'all ain't going to do anything about it. What you need to do is nonviolent civil disobedience. We need an investigation into what's going on with this dude and his family and all this stuff, because, you know, he, he's, he's trying to pass the buck. We have this story from the Daily Mail. Disgraced Sam Bankman Freed blames his ex-girlfriend for FTX collapse and loss of $32 billion as he admits he lied about being moral and calls ethics a dumb game we woke Westerners play. So that everybody likes us. That's what he said. Now, it's a $32 billion loss, but I think it was specifically for Americans. It was something around like $11 billion. Let me see if it's, uh, I think it was $11 billion. I don't know, whatever. Basically, what's happening is he's now claiming that he loaned the money to Alameda. His girlfriend ran it, and she gambled with it and lost it. And now the company, let's talk about how fun this story gets. In this tweet from the Nancy Pelosi stock tracker, ooh, we're big fans, they write, you can't make this up if you tried. On November 30th, the New York Times was planning to host a live event with Sam Bankman-Fried, Zelensky, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, and U.S. Treasury Janet Yellen as the main speakers. Cost to attend, $2,400. Holy what? That's amazing. Sam Bankman-Fried, Zelensky, Larry Fink, and Janet Yellen, all available. And you could sit down and hear them speak for a couple grand. That's interesting. I think what it really is, is you're buying access to high profile. Well, I'll be careful with my words, but uh, in the case of Sam Bankman-Fried, high profile individuals engaged in untoward activities. But if you're someone who would like to engage in said untoward activities, well, you got to meet them first and you got to have the money. You got to pay. And if you can pay, maybe these fellers right here might uh, do you something good. Now, Zelensky, you may be saying, what, 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 do you, what do you mean, Zelensky? Well, here we go. The story is basically that Sam Bankman Freed running FTX sets up a, a crypto donation portal for Ukraine. And the allegation, although the media would scream conspiracy theory, is that Democrats were funneling money into Ukraine. Ukraine was then converting or Ukrainians and individuals would convert some of that cash into crypto, which can then be deposited into FTX. And then FTX, of course, was making large contributions, $38 million, I believe, to Democrats to help them win the midterms. And uh, here's a funny thing. They would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that pesky methamphetamine uh, riddled girlfriend of his, I guess. So this is uh, Carolyn Ellison, his ex-girlfriend, I guess. 
she apparently has some tweet about how she um, she's on amphetamines all the time and that she's like regular people. She looks down on them or some something like that. It's like, whatever. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. We don't know exactly what is going on with all of this, but the news keeps breaking and getting crazier and crazier. And many are, are speculating that this was some kind of establishment elite money trafficking scheme. And of course, Democrats being a part of that were benefiting from it. Ukraine as well. And then you got BlackRock involved, at least tangentially because of the speaking event, maybe completely unrelated. But yo, we're not fans of BlackRock either. And it's, uh, let me just make sure I have this right. The CEO, Larry Fink of BlackRock. How fun. Here's a story from Fox News. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried's family boasts deep ties to Democrat power players. The Bankman-Fried brothers announced they were looking to make a splash in the midterm elections in May. Oh, boy. This one gets interesting. The family of Sam Bankman-Fried, the beleaguered founder of the now bankrupt crypto exchange, FTX, has significant ties to the Democratic establishment in Washington, D.C. The FTX CEO's family, which consists of his parents, Joseph Bankman and Barbara Fried, and brother Gabe Bankman-Fried, has contributed hundreds of thousands of dollars to Democratic candidates and actively worked with left-wing organizations committed to supporting Democrats. The four appeared to have had subtle influence on the Democratic establishment for the better part of a decade. Quote, we're ambitious and looking to make a splash, Gabe Bankman-Fried said in an interview with NBC News in May. The Bankman-Fried brothers have led joined efforts to raise money to prevent future pandemics. Of the $38 million Sam Bankman-Fried donated to political campaigns and groups during the midterm election, $27 million went to Protect Our Future PAC a political action committee dedicated to boosting candidates who would push forward anti-pandemic policies, i.e. lockdowns and mandates, according to the FEC. The PAC only gave money to Democrats and the gun control group Every Town for Gun Safety Victory Fund. Bankman Freed's donation to the PAC represented more than 99.5% of its total money raised. Let me tell you, you know, what I think I think there has to be a, a shadow operation behind the scenes to funnel money into these kinds of creepy things. This may just be but one, and it may be a wild and crazy one. You know, maybe we should audit the Federal Reserve, figure out what's going on with all that money. How about that? I really don't see that happening, but you have to wonder who's trafficking what money where and why. We can see the Democrats omnibus spending bill with weird expenditures going to strange places. You see things like this. And perhaps there is this Democrats give money to Ukraine. Ukraine shuffles it back through FTX. Then Sam Bankman Freed funnels some of this money into the hands of Democrats or into to, to their benefit. Or maybe it's not really that uh, uh, circuitous. And it's more that Bankman Freed was just trying to buy himself immunity because he knows as long as he's dumping money behind them, they're not going to want to go up against him because, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. They say Gabe Bankman Freed, who has contributed more than $361,000 to mainly Democratic campaigns and causes over the last several years, funded the group Guarding Against Pandemics. The group researches and endorses candidates who, who then often receive cash from Protect Our Future PAC. A webpage highlighting Gabe Bankman Freed's roles Starting Guardian against, Guarding Against Pandemics on the group's website was recently wiped, but was archived and reviewed by Fox News Digital. The webpage stated that he was previously a legislative correspondent for Rep. Sean Kaysen, D. out of Illinois, on the Capitol Hill between 2019 and 2021 and worked for Civis Analytics, 
a data firm that works hand in hand with Democratic PACs. Perhaps there should be some congressional inquiries. What perfect timing, I suppose. The Republicans have just taken the House. Fingers crossed they'll actually do something. I'm not super confident, but maybe. Schmidt provided, uh, they say, Civis Analytics has positioned itself as a Democratic powerhouse in recent years. The firm was first born from President Obama's campaign after Eric Schmidt, the former Google CEO and executive chairman of Alphabet, helped as a recruiter and trainer for the campaign and later teamed up with Dan Wagner, who uh, the chief analytics officer for Obama's 2012 campaign to help launch the company. Schmidt provided seed money for the firm and helped gather tens of millions of dollars in funding. Civis has since been on the payroll of several major Democratic committees, including presidential contenders. I love this because I remember uh, Luke Rydkowski, if we are change, getting demonetized on YouTube shortly after he confronted Eric Schmidt. I thought, I thought, thought it was funny. I mean, it sucks, but it's kind of funny. And so, uh, you know, like Luke didn't get hurt or anything. They just came after his money. So uh, here's, here's how the story goes. This is like 10 years ago. Luke's got a big YouTube channel. I wasn't really doing YouTube stuff as much. I was live streaming. I had a small channel. And uh, Luke noticed that the monetization icon kept getting turned off on his videos. This was before the concept of demonetization. You'd upload a video. There was a money sign. It would be green. Or yeah, I think it would be green. And then Luke would go into YouTube and he would be like complaining like, dude, the ads are turned off. And he'd go back in and turn them back on. And then a day or so later, the video would be demonetized again. It'd be the ads would be shut off. Today, what happens is you get a hard notification that says you are demonetized, the yellow dollar sign. You can't change it. Back then, there was no such thing. He had to manually reinstate it. Well, this was, I believe, the first demonetization. And uh, it happened shortly after he confronted then Google CEO Eric Schmidt. So, uh, look, you reap what you sow, Luke. Not, not that it should happen, but like, when you're fighting powerful individuals, don't be surprised if they try to destroy you. I'm not saying for sure that we know that Eric Schmidt did that to Luke, but I do think it's funny. Like, look, look, I get it. It's bad. But it's but the reason I say it's funny is because it's kind of like they're scared. They're afraid it's working. Luke sees him and he asks him a bunch of questions. The guy gets pissed off. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, and I'll say this. It's funny because um, because it's working, but also. I like it because it's impressive that Luke is willing to bite the hand that feeds him. Luke was not willing to back down. He knows he's on YouTube. He knows what that means. He's still willing to confront the CEO. I respect it. So they say, Gabe Bankman-Fried worked for the firm during the 2018 election cycle. Civis received nearly $4.4 million from the likes of the Senate Majority PAC, House Majority PAC, Priorities USA Action, Democratic National Committee, and Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee. The cash was primarily for research and data analytics consulting FEC filings uh, shows. And Sam Bankman-Fried's parents have also been involved with Democratic lawmakers and groups. Together, the pair has contributed more than $196,000 to mainly Democrats. Surprise, surprise. In addition, Barbara Fried leads Mind the Gap, a secretive organization that funnels massive amounts of money to Democratic campaigns, according to Influence Watch. The group has received major funding from well-known Silicon Valley donors, including Schmidt, the former Google CEO, Dustin Moskowitz, the co-founder of Facebook, Alan Blue, the co-founder of LinkedIn, and Jeff Horing, the co-founder of top venture capital firm Insight Partners. The core mission of Mind the Gap is to empower private political donors to strengthen our democracy. Oh, strengthen our democracy by providing them with evidence-based guidance on the electoral strategies, tactics, and programs that are likely to achieve the greatest impact in a given election cycle. 
the group's mission states. Drawing on rigorous research conducted over multiple elections, Mind the Gap uses quantifiable metrics to vet and compare promising programs and to direct donors to the, to the organizations and tactics most likely to increase the probability of democratic victory in key races. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I think we get it. Dude is running some shady business. He's surrounded by people who give money to Democrats, and I'm not surprised that is the reality of things. Now, he can go ahead and blame his ex-girlfriend all he wants. I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm wondering how she was gambling uh, this money. Really? Bankman-Fried opened up in an interview about his mistakes, blaming his ex-girlfriend. Apparently, Vox reporter Kelsey Piper direct messaged him, and he uh, uh, just kind of admitted it. FTX technically wasn't gambling with their money. FTX had just loaned their money to Alameda, who had gambled with their money and lost it. Piper asked, who had gambled their money and lost it? And you didn't realize it was a big deal because you didn't realize how much money it was? Bankman Fried responded, and also thought Alameda had enough collateral to reasonably cover it. It was never the intention. This is a game that's being played all over the place. Here's what happens. FTX, they create this exchange. And they have this hilarious commercial with uh, Larry David. I'm going to admit outright, Larry David's a very, very funny guy. Basically, it's throughout history, Larry David rejecting all of like the best ideas, the wheel, coffee, signing the Declaration of Independence. And then finally, in the end, this guy goes, it's FTX. It's really easy. And he goes, "Mm, I don't think so. Don't be like Larry. It's a funny commercial. You start an exchange. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Poor individuals are duped, and they dump tons of, tons of money into it. FTX then says, we're going we're gonna to deposit our funds with Alameda. We're not gambling with it. It's just being held there. Alameda was then hoping to take all of your money, billions, $11 billion of American consumers' money. Now, look, to one person, a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, it sucks to lose. For a major, for, for an individual, having access to $11 billion in capital, ooh. But they're not just going to take your money and spend it. No, 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 no. Here's how it works. Let's say a million people contribute uh, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, varying, right? Ultimately, there's billions of dollars in Alameda. Alameda then crosses their fingers and says, let's put it all. Oh, no, no, I shouldn't use them as an example because I don't know exactly where they're investing it, but I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a hypothetical example. I tell people, hey, everyone give me a hundred bucks and I'll hold it for you. And then you can exchange it by messaging me. And it's faster than trying to fly to Texas to exchange with someone, right? Now I've got, let's say a million people give me a hundred bucks. I got a hundred million dollars to each individual who would lose a hundred bucks. Eh, not that big a deal, right? It, it sucks. It does. But it's not like losing 100 million. But with that 100 million, I then invest it in crypto or something like that. And then cross my fingers, the price goes up. And it should. All of a sudden, now I've got 150 million. Sell it all off. Put the money back. And now I got 50 million in my pocket. None's the wiser. The only problem with Alameda is that they weren't smart enough to pull it off. So they end up losing all the money and then going, oops. 
What do you do now? Nothing. Everything collapses. So apparently a bunch of celebrities are being sued for endorsing this, which I got to be honest, I think is really dumb. If you're a celebrity who's doing a commercial for something, how you sue? Like, come on. That's just, nah. Like, there's no way Tom Brady or Larry David knew anything was untoward of this company. They looked at the company. They were duped the same as everybody else. That's it, really. You know, the commercial, I think, was really funny. Oh, Steph Curry's advert showing him telling viewers, I'm not an expert. I don't need to be. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto safely. Well, of course, a lot of uh, uh, establishment cultists are, are uh, constantly attacking Bitcoin. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the intent, or at least part of it. These are, these are heavily Democratic donors. How is it that these, uh, it's leftists who are attacking crypto, but at the same time, it's Democrat donors who are launching this scam of a fund? I don't buy it. Bitcoin is a threat to the machine decentralized cryptocurrencies. Now, the weird centralized stuff that like the World Economic Forum wants, they want to play the game because they want to get ahead of this. But they can't control uh, Bitcoin outright. They can try and they're going to keep trying and they want to get control of it. Surprise, surprise. This hurts crypto. All of a sudden, we're seeing various exchanges panic. People aren't able to get their money off. Even other companies. I'm getting messages from people saying like, pull your money out now. And I'm like, whatever, man. Like, dude, I don't think Bitcoin's going anywhere. I don't care much for some of these other cryptocurrencies. I do have some. I have Ethereum. Uh, uh, I have Bitcoin. I've got uh, Cardano and I've got Doge. And I mostly just ignore it. That's really it. I have some. I think Bitcoin is Bitcoin's the real deal. The rest are kind of like buying stock or something like that. I don't know. And I'm just like, I don't know. I go on these exchanges and I'm like, Bitcoin's legit. But all of a sudden, these, these, these Democrats... I have to wonder if this wasn't intentional. If the real goal here was, I have to wonder if if they did this on purpose. Maybe Bankman Freed was intentionally the fall guy. That's why he's this random nobody who rose to prominence seemingly out of nowhere. He's the patsy. They set up some stupid guy who's hopped up on goofballs. They funnel a bunch of money, damaging Bitcoin, giving tons of money to their friends. And then he takes the blame for it. Because let me tell you something. Alameda they're gambling this money, right? But who to? Who received the money? Let's talk about the next level of a scam. Person A says, everybody, if you give me $100, I can hold that money for you and easily exchange it. And you don't got to think twice. Person gets $100 million, then gives the money to his girlfriend. His girlfriend then says, I am going to gamble with this money. Ha ha ha. Hope I don't get caught. And gives the money to scammer number three who is an innocent old third party who just happens to sell cryptocurrencies or whatever. Then phase one, Alameda loses their investment. The company says, sorry, guys, you made bets that didn't pay out. You'll lose. We collect our fee, which turns out to be $10 million. Your money's all gone, shuffled away to various third parties. But it's not my fault. Everything I do is legitimate. Person B then says, whoops, I gambled the money. Not my fault. It was loaned to me and it was a legitimate investment my company was making. And then Sam Bankman Fried says, I was just giving the loan. I wasn't gambling the money. Alameda was. You see how they try and play that game. My question is, who's third in line? Where did this money get rolled over to? If the ex-girlfriend was, was uh, investing these funds, quote unquote, gambling it, did she really break the law? She might say, I was given a loan by FTX. I don't know. Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean? And then I invested it and my investments didn't pan out. These things happen. 
And then Bankman Freed says, we are holding people's cash and we have the right to loan it as we see fit. We didn't gamble it away. We didn't think it was going to be lost. We thought Alameda had the capital to cover it. And then the girlfriend, who knows who got that money? Where did she send it? Where did she gamble it? I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out this whole thing was to steal billions of dollars and funnel it to Ukraine and Democratic candidates, because I'm willing to bet a lot of that money went to Democrat aligned individuals. We will see. I don't know for sure. We will see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Now I can sit here all day and try and speculate on why it is San Francisco has launched a transgender guaranteed income program, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say they want the system to burn down. They're destroying it on purpose. So sure, whatever, I guess. In San Francisco, Mayor London Breed announces the launch of a new guaranteed income program for San Francisco's trans community. The Guaranteed Income for Trans People program will provide low-income transgender San Franciscans with $1,200 each month for up to 18 months to help address financial insecurity within trans communities, Breed revealed Wednesday. Okay, uh, I'm just going to come out and tell you right now what's going to happen. The amount of trans people in San Francisco is going to skyrocket because there's no criteria by which you must adhere in order to be qualified as trans. Now, for this program, maybe I don't know. If it is the case that they're like, okay, you have to have had hormones for this amount of time or surgery. Okay, fine. But if the program is such that you can just be like, yeah, I guess, then why wouldn't someone who wants money just say this? Now, of course, we will read more. And uh, we have a a list here. Redheaded Libertarian, of course, tweeting out the various list of genders that uh, they have going on here for this program, including tomboy and gender outlaw. That's a cool one, by the way. Uh, I want to jump over to the Reuters election map. Oh, yeah, here we go. Pelosi's district. See the tiny little sliver right there? It's very small. It's very small. There's a lot of people in there, though. That's Nancy Pelosi's district, the 11th district. San Francisco. Ah, yes. 83.9% of the votes. 83.9%. That's amazing with 87% reporting. Now, the funny thing is you got a total of around 250,000 people who vote, a little bit less. In a district of 750,000, you got to wonder why it is those people aren't voting. But you know what I love? You drive only a little bit, you got a Republican-leaning district, a little bit more by Sacramento, you got another Republican-leaning district. The, uh, the Republicans, of course, have, have won the House. And right now, as I'm recording, Nancy Pelosi apparently is resigning her position as speaker or something to that effect. Like, I guess not immediately because they're still waiting for the Republicans to take over. But a lot of interesting things are happening in that capacity. But uh, back to the main story. The people of this place want this stuff. Let them have it, I guess. I don't care. I don't live there. This is funny. California's trying to pass a law. That says that if you leave the state, they're entitled to taxes from you for 10 years. No joke, because they're worried about people fleeing the state. In fact, let me show you the election map in a second, and I'll explain to you what's going on. People who are fleeing blue states actually greatly help Democrats nationwide. I'm sure they're very, very much excited about it. They say the pilot program is the first guaranteed income program focused solely on trans people and will provide regular unconditional cash transfers to individuals or households who qualify, according to the mayor's office. This differs from other social safety net practices by providing a steady, predictable stream of cash to recipients to spend money as to spend as they see fit without limitations. The gift program 
will provide eligible trans individuals with temporary income and a range of wraparound direct services, such as gender affirming medical and mental health care, as well as financial coaching, according to the mayor's office. I just want to point this out. There are many uh, Black Lives Matter supporters and members of the black community who have been demanding reparations for slavery. I can only say I'm sorry to these individuals because the trans community got the free money first. Now, and the point is, I actually understand the reparations argument. I'm not a fan of just giving cash to people because of historical failures. I am, however, a fan of class-based solutions, which may overwhelmingly benefit the black community. So let, let, let me explain. When they come out and they're like, we should give scholarships to black people, reparations. We should give tax money to black, black people, reparations. I'm like, no, no, look, look, look. We've gotten rid of those bad laws. And we don't want to do this based on race because not every black person is a descendant of slaves in this country. And not every black person uh, is in need of reparations. So what I mean is like somebody who emigrated here from Africa, a Nigerian, for instance, who's running a successful business, you know, then they have a kid and they have a grandkid. Are you going to give that person reparations? No, 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 no. So then what do we do? Okay, how about this? We give reparations based on if you can prove definitively that your lineage includes someone who was enslaved. Yo, there are white people who have slaves. Like, okay, listen, there are people whose great great grandparent was black and enslaved, and then they had kids, and then the the family line, you know, uh, uh, the, the kids marry a white person, marry a white person. So what? Someone who's one. 128th black is also going to qualify for this. Okay, clearly that doesn't make sense, right? So here's what I say. We can target impoverished communities, which according to the woke would disproportionately uh, benefit the black community while not leaving anyone behind based on race. Makes sense to me. So I digress. I'm not a fan of just giving cash out, you know, in that regard, but investment programs and things like that. This is what they're doing. They're saying, if you are an, if you are a San Franciscan, meaning most likely you can afford to some degree to live in San Francisco. I'm assuming it's just San Francisco. Then uh, we're going to give you 1200 bucks. Here's what else I, I wonder. How many people, is this going to be mostly like homeless people just being given cash? Why trans people? Look, no disrespect. I don't know. But like, why? The city will accept applications from November 15th through December 15th. Our guaranteed income program Allow us to help our residents when they need it most as part of our city's economic recovery and our commitment to creating a more just city for all. Ah, yes, a more just city for all. In 2015, when the U.S. trans survey was last conducted, 33% of trans Californians were living in poverty compared to 12% of people in the general population. Ah, so, so that's what they're, uh, they're going for. They're going to say, in 2020, the city launched the Abundant Birth Project. Uh-huh which offers basic income for black and Pacific Islander Islander mothers and pregnant people during and after pregnancy. I'm actually totally cool with that, except for the racial component. The Abundant Birth Project is a simple approach to achieving better maternal health and birthing outcomes by providing pregnant black and Pacific Islander women a monthly income supplement for the duration of their pregnancy. Okay, I'll tell you right there. Mostly good. Get rid of the racial component. Give expecting mothers who need money money. I'm totally down. Hey, this is a good thing, you guys. I think most most people, especially pro-life conservatives, would agree that it's not the perfect solution, but providing income to pregnant mothers, which is more likely to have them have the child as opposed to abort it, it's probably probably a good thing. And the fact that it is for black and Pacific Islander, 
okay, maybe that'll rectify the fact that uh, uh, Planned Parenthood is, is, you know, pushing abortion clinics in mostly black and, uh, you know, Latino neighborhoods or whatever. But I, I digress. I don't like identity-based money. I don't think that's the way we should do things. And uh, for obvious reasons, my friends, my perspective on that all uh, comes from coming from a mixed race family. I, you know, you've heard me say it before, but I'll just give you the, the simple point. If you're a white family, you're excluded from this. You may be poor. You say, hey, that's BS. I get it. If you're from a trans family or in that instance, a black family, you may be saying like, no, we're, we're historically oppressed. We deserve this money. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then me, I'm sitting here with people on the left telling me that part of my family is bad, part of my family is oppressed, and that puts me in whatever position uh, uh, is politically expedient. And so I'm like, okay, just shut up. Sure, I could come out and say, I am, I am a underprivileged mixed race person who deserves your money, white people. Or I can just be like, I don't know, like half my family's white and they're poor as dirt. So like, I don't expect anybody to give me money. And this is a system they want to make. Oh, but it gets better. The Reddit Libertarian posting a list of the, the genders that are available for you to apply us. Writing, tomboys are just girls who play in mud. My daughter was one from 7 to 12 years old. On Monday, she wore a dress to her National Junior Honor Society induction. Tomboy is a stage that most girls outgrow. It's not a gender. These people need to stop marginalizing normal development. Tomboy is not a thing. Okay, like, I, I will humbly disagree, somewhat agreeing with Reddit Libertarian sentiment here. Tomboy is not a gender. It's like a personality trait. Ah, but you see where they're going with this. So if you're like a female and you like wearing overalls and playing in mud, you're a tomboy. If as a teenager, you start doing shop class stuff, you're a tomboy. If then you go to college for architecture, uh, uh, you know, and um, city planning, you're not a tomboy anymore. And then if you are a 30 year old woman who works in construction and architecture with a degree running a company, are you a tomboy? You see, that's the point. Uh, I'll, I'll pause there and say to uh, Josie, sometimes you don't even grow out of it. You're, you're allowed to build and play in mud and drive cars and then put on a dress and look nice for, for a special event. Like, I don't walk around wearing suits. It's, it's, it, how would that apply? Like, a dude who likes playing with dolls is a tom girl, but then if he wears a suit, he grew out of it. I don't, maybe he still likes doing modeling and playing with dolls and dress up and doing hair. You can retain those personality traits. That does not define you who you are. The crazy thing about this is they're going to children and saying, hello, little girl, do you like playing in mud and with, with toy cars? And she goes, yes, like, we better put you on puberty blockers. Why? She just happens to like a specific thing. Doesn't mean she needs to have her body fundamentally altered. Same thing for little boys. But anyway, here's a list. Gender queer, agender. Now, here's the best part about agender. I went to, uh, I was in New York, and they had a, they had a uh, all-gender bathroom. And then I'm just like, all-gender? What about agender? Agender means without. A meaning lack thereof. So if all genders are allowed, but where's the bathroom for people with no gender? Uh-oh, they didn't have one. And that violates New York law. Xenogender. Uh-huh. Femme. Femme with an M and an E. You know, and the difference between femme and femi is the difference between shop and shoppe. You've seen that, right? You go as like ye old shop or whatever. I think it's actually pronounced the old shop or something. But it'll be like ice cream shop. Hey. And then you're like, why does it say that? And someone says, actually, it just means shop. It's just extra letters. And you go, ah, 
So basically, butch. I like this one, boy, B-O-I. So you're like, I'm a boy. Oh, you are, but with an I, not a Y. Okay, stud. (laughs) Can I identify as a stud? Dude, for real? Aggressive. Huh? That's a per- these are personality traits or descriptors. You're a stud. You're a butch. You're a boy. Androgen. That's somebody who is like a little bit of both. I like gender outlaw. That's cool. Like what little kid's going to see that and be like, whoa, gender outlaw. That sounds like me. Gender variant, gender fluid. <laughs> oh, man. Bi-gender, multi-gender, pan-gender, gender creative, gender expansive, third gender. Okay, whatever. I'm going to look this one up so you don't have to. Okay, this one's called, um, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to read it because I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to read it on, on, on YouTube. So I don't know what to say. Gender, I'll, I'll pronounce it this way. Gender fook. Gender fuk. We'll pronounce it that way. That way we can get past some of the sentences. Gender fuk. There we go. Gender fuchs, vulgar slang idiomatic, the conscious effort to subvert traditional notions of gender identity and gender roles. Uh huh. Okay, I guess. Is this the way we're supposed to be going? Whatever, man. I don't care what San Francisco does. I don't live there. I'm never going to live there. I think it's a disgusting place and there's human waste all over the ground. But the next step, my friends, affirmative action, an end to it. And when we see an end to this, I think it's entirely likely we see an end to what's going on in San Francisco. I wonder how people would react to that. If people in San Francisco vote for this stuff, should they be allowed to do it? The Harvard Crimson, oh yes, uh, traditional publication writes, the Supreme Court has heard oral arguments in the affirmative action case. What's next? Mm -hmm. I like this one. Most read neo-Nazi groups threaten residents in Harvard Square. How much you want to bet it's like probably not true? Members of a neo-Nazi group harass and threaten residents in Cambridge. Members of the group of the national, uh, bearing the name, okay, I'll give them that one. It's the National Socialist Club. I just don't trust these publications, you know what I mean? Here we go. Race conscious, I love how they call it that, college admissions is likely on the chopping block of the court's conservative majority, and some experts expect universities to have begun planning for a post-affirmative action world. Hear, hear. I am glad to hear it. When I was little, I was told never to admit to being Asian because Asians get discriminated against and it's legal. Here's the way it works. If you're white, you got to get a certain SAT score to go to college. If you're Asian, you have to get an even higher SAT score to go to college. And if you're Mexican or uh, if you're Latino, Hispanic, or you're black, you are required to get a lower score. I think it's insane. And I thought like, what? Lie? And they're like, yeah, if you really want to get in, just say you're Mexican. And then I'm like, but why, why should I have to deny who I am and not live my true self? Why should I be forced to hide my true self from, from these people? Oh, because they're legally allowed to discriminate because I'm Asian. So that was always weird. But I always proudly put it on every form I ever filled out. F you machine. I will not back down. I am proud of who I am. I don't care what your race is. I think you're allowed to respect your culture and your heritage and be proud of the successes and accomplishments of your history, of your people, regardless of race. Fine by me. Now, some people have pointed out, you know, there's white people who say like white pride or whatever, but white doesn't really represent your culture. And that's kind of the argument. I don't care, whatever. If you say you're Irish, if you say you're British, English, I really don't care. And I don't think that people who are saying white are literally referring to the woke concept of whiteness. Ultimately, I just don't care. 
I really, really don't. I don't expect anybody to give me any special benefits or favors based on my race, and I'm just going to live my life and do my thing. But we can already see that in the wokest parts of this country, they are absolutely dividing us into little digital atomized sects based on what we think we are or what we look like. Let me show you the uh, Reuters map here. Something very interesting y'all should see. In the Senate, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Arizona. Democrat, 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 Democrat. Governors, Republicans flipped Nevada, Democrats flipped Arizona. It's weird goings on, you know, weird, weird goings on. The Republicans, they have the House. Here's the point I'm trying to say. I think a big component of what's happening, especially with places like uh, San Francisco, people are leaving these areas. You got this portion of New Mexico that went Democrat. That's weird. How did that happen, right? People, well, actually, I will say this too. Yvette Har- uh, Harrell was the Republican, lost by about 1,000 votes, 1,300 votes. You should be filing lawsuits and checking into election day irregularities and whatever, because that's too close of a margin. It's, uh, what, what are we looking at? We're looking at only like 0.7 of a percent. I don't know if that automatically triggers a recount, but I think it's interesting to see the flips that we, we, we've seen. Here's what, I, here's what I expect to see. The West Coast is blue in the Senate. It's likely going to get bluer. Idaho may actually turn blue, but I, I don't know. I, I, Idaho's pretty red. I mean, a 60 to, two to one Republican. But more and more people are going to start fleeing places like Oregon, Washington, California. We don't know exactly where they're going to go. If they do and they head into deep red territory, then that will diminish the power of those blue states. So that should be very interesting. When that happens, programs like affirmative action won't be able to survive. I wonder. Let me tell you something. The thing to consider with so many people flocking to Texas and Florida, Texas and Florida are now red. You know, they're, they're, they're as red as red can be for the most part. Texas got some blue areas, but uh, Texas is, you know, about one million votes favored Greg Abbott over Beto O'Rourke. I mean, Beto's trash, but, you know, they don't need any more Republican votes. You know who does? Arizona, where Kerry Lake is down by about 17,000 votes. So uh, is that about 17? About 17,000 votes. Carrie Lake needed your votes. To be honest, I think the margin is so slim in Arizona that if Carrie Lake, Lake could probably easily get enough signatures of people who will attest to have to, to sign on to a lawsuit saying that they were unable to vote due to irregularities. And if that is more than the margin of victory, then she has standing. Let's see it. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Harmeet Dillon's a much better lawyer. Uh, she's literally a lawyer. I'm not. So I wonder what their strategy is going to be, because I don't think Arizona's done the amount of voting problems that took place there. But anyway, I, I don't want to get into all the election stuff. My point is just this. If too many people who are conservative leaning move to red areas, Democrats will gain more congressional and Senate power, and the U.S. will start implementing more of this psychotic policy. The Republicans don't stand by their ideas, and it's quite funny. They say something like, we're pro-life. And then when they lose an election, they say, OK, we better moderate on that position. It's like, why? Are you really pro-life or are you just trying to win? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the end, what we can see is 
racism, identitarianism is on the rise. I am no fan. I do not want to live in a world like that. These people may be um, evil and want to live that way. I don't. There's a viral clip going around from this movie called Tar or something like that with Kate Blanchett. And there's this woke piano player who says that he doesn't want to play the classics because they were white cis men. And she says, if you can reduce someone's body of work to their identity, then the same can be done to you. Now, I guess in the movie, she's a villain. She's like, you know, abusing women or something, but whatever. But the point still stands. If you want to go around saying something like the only reason someone did this is because of their race or gender, then sure. Then we will dismiss you the exact same way. No, your work is bad because. Uh Oh, you can't say that, right? Exactly. The woke people are overtly racist. The left, San Francisco, these people are insane. They are evil. They want you to live in a world where you, as an individual with thoughts and feelings, with wants, desires, with love, with pursuit of happiness in mind, they would say none of that matters. The only thing that matters is what's in your pants and what the color of your skin is. And then you can be like, dude, I'm a human being. I'm different. I am a unique snowflake. I like pineapple on pizza. And they say, pesto, pineapple, and uh, I don't know. So whatever, Canadian bacon with white sauce and um, orange slices. Sure. I'm just picking the weirdest thing to put on pizza. You're allowed to like it. You want to put spinach in your ice cream? You're allowed to like it. You know, in Japan, they have that matcha green tea stuff that tastes very much like spinach to me. You're allowed to like cilantro. Low as I may insist, it is but a disgusting herb. You may say you are wrong. It's delicious. And you're allowed. We shouldn't be dividing people up based on this stuff. But uh, that's the woke insanity for you. Let's hope that this stuff doesn't spread to the rest of the country. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.